0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I am your host for this evening, as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I am excited about everything that God is doing um, in my life, and I'm just excited for everything God is doing in your lives, because if he's doing it for me, I know God is also capable and is doing it for you as well. Um, So... I'm grateful for this week and I'm excited to share with you the topic for this evening. Um, but before we get into that topic, we are going to go over a quick review over um, what we talked about last week. And then we're going to get into tonight's topic, which I believe is an on-time um, topic and what a lot of us struggle with, and that is trust, trusting in God. And in the result, we have lack of trust in um have trust issues with people um a lot of times you say oh well i trust god but i don't trust people you can't you can't say that you trust god and you don't trust people um it it goes hand in hand so um that's why god um is going to have me to get talk about that topic about trusting him because a lot of times you know we we're quick to say god i trust you but we but i don't trust them i don't trust people you no, so we have to, and we don't re- recognize that the root of it is because we don't trust God. I Means we say it out of our mouths, but do we actually trust God? Do we actually believe in what God um, has said and the promises that He has given us that um, He said will come to pass in our lives? So um, let's say a word of prayer before I get ahead of myself. To say a word of prayer, and then we can get into tonight's podcast, there, Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. God, I thank you, God, for being here in this place, God. I ask that God that you would just saturate this place, saturate the homes of the people that are watching, God, wherever they are, God, if they are work, God, or on their way, their Father God, to a location. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that your holy angels are protecting them, God, and God in every every direction, every footstep that they make. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you would just move mightily, God, throughout this podcast, God. I counted the privilege and the honor that you chose to use me, God, as your humble vessel, God, to To bring forth their Father God, um, truth, the Father God, to bring forth empowerment, the Father God, towards your people, towards your children. So Holy Spirit, I come against every technical difficulty. I come against that, Father God, any hindering spirit that tries to God to hinder me, God, from speaking your word. God, I thank you, God, that you will get all the glory, honor, and praise because it's not about me, the Father God, it's about you, all about you. So God, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you to everybody who's tuning in on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, for those of you that are new to the Imperfectly Perfect community in this platform, we are also available on all podcast platforms. So if you choose to listen to this podcast, um, you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. uh, And that will be available to you tomorrow. All right. So. Let's get into uh what we talked about last week. Um let's get into what we talked about last week. Last week's topic was balance. Last week's topic was balance and God I, I expressed to you guys that God has been dealing with, me with the topic concerning balance for quite some time and just you know just finding that that happy like medium sometimes we 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 fail to find that medium of of keeping our um, life balance, keeping our natural life and our spiritual life balanced. A lot of times, you know, one overtakes the other. But to find that that balance and keeping God first in it all is so important. Um, so some of the things that we talked about next week concerning balance is keys to finding balance in your Christian walk. Um, Four keys that God um, had me to share with you guys. Number one was prioritize. Prioritize that it's important that we put our priorities in order. If we want to have some form of balance, we have to put our priorities in order. Number two is know when to say no. Know when to say no. A lot of times we don't have balance because we're saying yes to everything. Every time opportunity comes our way, we, we fail to recognize if this is a God thing, and every good thing is not a God thing. That is a key that I definitely covered last week. Um, number three was delegate. Sometimes we don't have balance because we're trying to be superwoman or superman. We're trying to do everything on our own, and God is saying, listen, even if you're capable of doing it by yourself, with help, you can get it done easier. You can get it done quicker. But a lot of times we allow our pride to get in the way, and then we, we try to do just to prove a point to people that we can do it, but we look foolish in, in the end result. And number four was rest. To find, to have a great balance, you have to find, you have to find rest, you have to get rest, take naps, You know, take vacations, take time off, whatever you expect, because a lot of times when you give out a lot, you um, you fail to make sure that you take the time out to replenish your body to to uh, rejuvenate yourself so that you can be beneficial to help advance the kingdom of God. What good are you to help advance the kingdom of God if you're tired, if you're restless, if you have an attitude, if you're stressed out. So those are the four keys that I um, talked about last week. If you did not get a chance to um, see last week's podcast, you can, again, listen to it on um, any or all podcast platforms, and you can watch it on our Facebook page um, as well on I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated. All right, guys. So let's get into tonight's topic for this evening, which is trust. It is trust. And God has been dealing with me. I feel like majority of the time he's dealing with me um, with this on different magnitudes, because I don't want to s- put that out there as if I'm not learning, you know, learning throughout the process. But sometimes, um, we, we think that, you know, just because, um, A certain subject matter That you know okay okay, God I learned my lesson and I'm Going to move on okay there's different levels To certain things so In in one way you probably learn How to trust God in your finances But in another situation you Probably need to learn how to trust God in your Relationships or you probably need to Learn how to trust God when it comes to A forgiving or trust God in your Health issues so it's, it's Different levels when it comes to Trusting God so yeah you're like oh God i trust god okay you trust them in your finances but do you trust them with um going into deep parts of you and and seeing why why do you have um trust issues with people so there's different levels you can't just say oh i what i trust i i don't have any issues with trust Okay, you may not have issues with trust in one area, but what about this area? And this is and that's the area that God wants to deal with tonight, the area that you have yet to deal with, the area where it seems like it's a a constant thing. Like it's like every time, you know, if God tests you on that and then you fail the test and God doesn't want us to fail, he wants us to pass the test. But we have to be willing to find out what the root cause is. We have to be willing to find out what the issue is. So let's talk about what trust means. Let's talk about what trust means. Yes, Laura. There's different levels. There's different levels. Oh yes, Kimmy. <laughs> yes, the eyes. Listen, it's God's been dealing with me, so I understand this. All right. So let's get into what trust means. Two definitions that stuck out to me in my study time is number one, trust is. One in which confidence is placed. One in which confidence is placed. And so in this context, we're talking about God, our Heavenly Father. So when, when God is telling us to trust him, he's requiring for us to have confidence in him. When God is telling us to trust him, God is requiring for us to have confidence in him. How many times have we said, God, I trust you? And as soon as something doesn't go our way, we lose all confidence, then doubt starts to creep in, then, you know, now all of these thoughts and, and just it, it, something triggers. And I think I talked about this a little bit last week in that um, that sometimes when we, um we don't recognize when, thank you, Holy Spirit, we don't recognize when we're truly over something until we've been tested. You can easily say that you're over a relationship, until that person, you know, you may bump into them in the grocery store and then you're just like, man, I thought I was over them. But now all those old feelings is popping back up. And if they cheated on you and now all those things and now those trust issues that that um, that was developed in as a result of that relationship. Now they're, they're starting to build back up because you yet to have um, dealt with it and, and assess why you are feeling this way. But you just um, brushed it under the rug and just said, Oh, I'm good. I, I'm just going to move on. And God is like, No. Anytime you have an issue in your life, anytime there is, is any um, sense of trauma, any um, events, any traumatic events, or anything that has gone wrong in your life, you need to take the time out and say, Lord, I need you to help me to get over this thing. Lord, I need you to, to help me to forgive that person. When I'm jumping ahead of myself. We get to the, to the forgiveness part in a second but we have to learn how anytime we experience hardship anytime we experience disappointment anytime somebody has stabbed us in our back anytime you know we have lost and grievance or you know uh somebody's abandoned us or um we lost our job or any any of those things that can trigger and that can develop trust issues that can develop trust issues and i'm not really talking about people because we need to get to the root of it. And that's because we we don't have trust in God. You can easily, you can easily trust people if you trust God, because if you can, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. If you can trust God, uh, oh, a being that you cannot see, that you cannot physically see, if you can trust a being that you cannot see, you can easily trust those that you can see. If you can trust thank you Holy Spirit, if you can trust a being that you cannot see, you will be easy it will be so easy to trust those that you can see. probably like easier said and done but listen that is the root cause. And again, I, I keep hearing the Holy Spirit saying this. We keep saying we're trusting God. You know, I trust God, but I don't trust people. That's no such thing. You can't have one another. I'm not saying, and this is, don't misconstrue my words, that I know there are some people that can't be trusted. There are some people that prove, but that's after they have proved, proven to you that they can't be trusted. But a lot of times we walk into situations already not trusting people they haven't done anything wrong to you just met the person they you know you you just really known their name be like oh i don't trust them something about them and yeah we do have discernment so it could be some things that we're picking up but at the same time we we have an attitude of going into situations already not trusting people And what we're not recognizing is that we have that same attitude with God of not trusting him or picking and choosing what we in what areas we want to trust God in. God, I trust that you're going to wake me up this morning, but God, I don't trust that you're going to make sure that my bills are paid. God, I trust the fact that I'm I'm going to have a job, but God, I don't trust you in, 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 in making sure that this relationship is going to work out because I've been let down time and time again. And Lord, I don't trust the fact that I'm actually going to make it through this time. We pick and choose what we want to trust, what area we want to trust God in. And God is like, either you trust me or you don't. It's either you trust me with everything or you don't trust me at all. We can't pick and choose. What we wanted, what Aries went on trust God in, and then the other definition I have for trust is a person on whom or or thing on which one relies. So when we're trusting in God, we rely on Him. We not only have confidence in God that He will do exactly what He promised us, that we do exactly what He said, but we rely. When you rely on someone, that means that, listen, no matter what, like you, there's no doubt that they're going to do exactly what they said. If you said, hey, um, can you go to the grocery store and get X, Y, and Z, and then you can go on about your business. When that person that you sent, whether it's a friend or somebody paid or whatever, and they come to you, you're going to trust that they get the job done. You're relying on them to get the job done. That's what God wants is that Lord, once I, because the word of God talks about casting all our cares unto God, cast all of our cares, cast all of our anxieties on him. And when we do that, we don't pick the anxiety back up. We don't say, Lord, all right, I, I, I trust you with this, but then something happens and we're picking that anxiety right back up. The same anxiety that we cast it before God, And now we're picking it back up and and we're telling God, we we don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't rely on you, God. But no, when you cast the cares to God, you're saying, Lord, I rely on you. I may not understand what's happening in my life. I may not understand why you're taking me this way, but God, I rely. I rely on you. I don't understand why these situations are, are unfolding the way they are, but God, I rely on you. Why? Because you've proven to me time and time again that you can be trusted. You never leave me. You never forsake me. You never failed me, and you won't start now. Rely on God. So we know what trust is, trust means. Let's get into how to overcome trust issues with God. How do we overcome trust issues with God? Yes, sis. I said, this is good. When you cast the cares, you leave them in God's hands. Don't pick them back up. Exactly. Do not pick them back up. You do not pick them back up. So let's get into how to overcome trust issues with God. Number one. Number one is acknowledge that you don't trust God, acknowledge it. Because like I've been reiterating so far is that a lot of times we don't admit that we don't trust it. A lot of times we don't admit that we lack trust in God. You're gonna, oh God, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. And then we were faced with a situation is proven, we prove to God that we don't trust him. So actually admit the fact that you don't trust God because in in any situation and not just kind of getting off subject a little bit, but any situation in order to, when you are struggling with a, a problem, you have to admit that you have a problem, right? That is the first step to getting overcoming any situation or any problem is admitting that you have a problem, the million that you have an issue. So in order to over- overcome. Not trusting God, you have to first acknowledge that you don't trust them. So a good example of this is um, David. <laughs> and I love David because he just like, he doesn't hold any punches. And, you know, he's he says these words so eloquently and just like, it makes you think that, you know, he didn't have any uh, problems or the way he expresses himself is so creative. Um, but he, he tells, he's basically telling God, Lord, like, what's up? Like, I'm here and nothing's happening in my favor. So let's go to Psalms 13, verse 1 through 6 in the amplified version. But as you can like, when we started reading, you want to see how how uh this story unfolds with David. He ends up trusting, saying that he's going to trust God. So it says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart day after day? How long will my enemy exalt himself in triumph over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Give light life to my eyes or I will sleep the sleep of death and my enemy will say i have overcome him and my adversaries will rejoice when i am shaken see right here david has been struggling with his enemies coming after him left and right his mentor his the one uh king saul was his mentor the one that was the king before him and yet king saul was was coming after them sending him and his boys to come after him and to kill him and and David is like, listen, Lord, like I've been serving you. I've been following your commands. And yet and still, I feel like you have left me. I feel like you have not heard my prayers. I feel like I've been running for my life left and right. And God, will you leave me? Will you forsake me? God, it, it, it truly tested his trust in God. I mean, David trusted God in so many other areas. He trusted God to to the defeat Goliath. He trusted God when he was out in in the field protecting the sheep as a shepherd. He trusted God, but in this situation, his trust in God was tested. But he recognized, and my key, I'm reading, say so he recognized. That he didn't have trust in God. So in verse 5, it says, But I have trusted and relied and been confident in your loving kindness and faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice and delight in your salvation. I was saying to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So it's like once David recognized that he was that he was wavering in his trust in God. Then he was able to come into his senses to say, wait a minute, Lord God, you have proven to me time and time again that I can trust you in so many other areas. You have freed me from so many of my other enemies. So, Lord, I recognize that this situation is no different. Because the thing is, the enemy likes to to try to keep us bound in our mind and try to make us think that, you know, that God has forgotten us. But when we take the time out to recognize that, oh, man, like I'm 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 struggling in this area. But then when we take a moment and pause and say, Lord, wait a minute. God, you've proven to me that you can be trusted. God, you've proven to me that you that you delivered my family. You've proven to me that you protected me and that you kept me in times where I thought that I was gonna fall. You've proven to me time and time again that God, that you never leave me or forsake me. So God, why is this moment any different? So Lord, I recognize that I have not trusted you, but God, I'm taking this time out right now to repent for my lack in trust. And Lord, I will commit myself to trusting you now. So take a moment, because sometimes you, if you read this passage, you will say, how dare David say all of these things to God? But he was real about the situation. If we truly take the time out and actually be real about where we are in our situation, because the fact of the matter is that we're human. And then that when we're facing adversity when we're faced with adversity rather we're going to have those feelings of lord have you forgotten me? And it doesn't help the fact that we're in this land of social media where we're seeing people posting and, you know, Valentine's Day just, you know, uh, passed. And you seeing different people getting engaged and, and, and people, you know, just seeing people, loved ones. And then, and then you, may, you may be seeing people getting promotions and you say, God, I'm still waiting for this job. I've been laid off. And Lord, did you forget about me? And God is singing, I did not forget, but this is not the time. And if God, and a lot of times we think that just because God is having us to wait, that he's forgotten us, but God is setting the stage. God is setting the stage for you to receive and for you to walk into the promises that God has said he's going to um, come, come to pass in your life. But because we're looking around, because we're comparing ourselves to other people and things that are happening, because we don't know their journey. We don't know how long it took them to get to that point. We don't know that maybe last season that they were in the same position that you're in. But now they're walking in the fullness. Now they're walking into the fruition of the um, manifestations, um, the promises God has for them. Now they are but they're in a different season than you're in. So we got to stop comparing ourselves to other people's walk. They can't walk in your shoes and you sure can't walk in theirs. And you can't walk in theirs. So number one, acknowledge that you don't trust God. And once you acknowledge that, now you have to build Number which leads to number two, build a relationship with God. How do you build a relationship with God? Prayer. Prayer is your communication. Prayer is simply talking to God. There are times when you can just easily, you can wherever you're walking and your inner man is just speaking. You, you're you praying to God and saying, Lord, I thank you for this day, Lord. And as you're walking, you're talking with them and people don't hear your conversation with God, but that's the beauty about it is that God is omnipresent. So even in the noonday, even in the middle of the day, you can just be talking to him while you're working. You could be working and you just hear God's voice and he just, he's checking on you and you're talking to him. That is the beauty of it all, but you have to build that because the thing is in order to recover, you acknowledge your problem. And then after you acknowledge it, now it's time to build back up. You can't just say, oh, all right, immediately I'm just going to trust God. No. It's a build up. It's it's a growing, it's a process to this thing. Just thinking about any uh, comparing it to a relationship is that when you first have a relationship with someone and say, if God forbid, you know, something bad and y'all had an argument and now uh trust now there's trust issues that if it's truly something that God has for your life, you're gonna have to build that thing back up. And that means that you're gonna have to spend time with them, you're gonna have to get to know that person, and that means you know, um, communicating so prayer and then the other thing is reading god's word reading god's word, appearing into relationships is that okay how I, i'm going to study that person i'm going to study their habits i'm going to study what their likes are i'm going to study what their desires are i'm going to study certain things about them and and, and then in return they also are studying me and then is seeing that okay how can we um come in together reading God's word, reading the manual to see what it is that's in God's word that can be beneficial for me. And let me see, let me locate myself in God's word to see who I am in Christ. But you can't do that if you don't read it daily. You can't do that if you don't talk to God daily. And then the other thing is worshiping God, being intimate with him. That's how that's how you get closer is by worshiping him, give him gratitude and say, Lord, I thank you for all that you've done for me. And just, you know, sometimes we we pick out in the box as far as our worship, because worship can be in dance, it can be in song, it can be in poetry, it can be in art, it can be in cooking, it can be just, you know, in cleaning, or you just, it just, whatever it is that you desire, and whatever your relationship with, with God is, that is your worship, whatever it, what. Uh, Whichever way you desire to express your gratitude to God, that is unique, uniquely between you and, and God. So build a relationship with God. Let's go to Revelations chapter three, verse 20 through 21 in the Amplified Version. And it says, behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me. He who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will grant to him the privilege to sit beside me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down beside my Father on his throne. My God. Jesus is like, anyone who stands at a door and knocks, I will open it. So Jesus is saying, if you desire to have a relationship with me, when you knock, I'm gonna open a door. I'm gonna open a door. If you truly desire to draw closer to me, the door will be open to you. And everything that I have, every benefit that I have is available to you. Every benefit because, because we're king's kids, because we are ambassadors of Christ, the benefits that, that Jesus have also belongs to us. We also have access to it and that is what the enemy doesn't want he wants us to not trust god he wants us to doubt god because when we doubt him we don't have access to the benefits and we're going to get um there a little bit later it's talking about benefits of trusting god so number two build a relationship with god build a relationship with god yes this is definitely a process definitely a process build a relationship with god number three do not put limitations on god do not put limitations on god we have a habit of putting time limits and keeping god in a box as a result we get disappointed when things don't go our way how many times have, you know, maybe you received a word from the man and woman of God or, you know, maybe you, God has told, told you something in your prayer time. And you said OK, well, um God said, OK, I'm going to bless you with this business or you're going to you're going to be a business owner one day. So, you know, use that example. And he's OK. And you start st- setting timelines for yourself that God didn't even give you. And then you didn't take the moment to go to God and say, Lord, what is your agenda? Because when God gives us a plan, when God tells us his plans for our lives, we need to go to him because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and the ending. He is the one, he's the lamp unto our feet and the light into our path. He knows what our future holds. So go to the one that is giving you the position that has given you that particular agenda. And say, Lord, what is your timeline? And if He hasn't yet revealed it to you, then don't go around just start creating your own timeline. And say, All right, I'm going to get it done in a year. And then, it, and then it doesn't happen in a year, and like, and you go to God and say, Lord, I thought this was going to happen in a year, and I don't still have my business yet. But yet, and still, you still didn't do the necessary preparation work to make sure that you are prepared and ready to to actually own a business. So how did you think that it was going to happen? Why? Because you created these limitations yourself. And then not only that, is that sometimes we try to figure God out and we we think that God is going to come one way. And God is saying, I didn't tell you I was going to come that way. I didn't tell you that I was just because God did did it that way before. God is saying, you can't figure me out. God does that that way for a reason, cause that's He's Almighty, He's all powerful. cause and it's, oh, thank you. That's the enemy's um tactic and scheme. He tried to figure God out. He thought he had God figured out, and he tried um to be God, and he got kicked out of heaven. So, of course, the enemy tries to convince us to say, oh, well, God did it that way. Maybe he's going to try to do it because as humans, if we were ever able to figure God out, wouldn't you think that we would try to be God? God is like, no, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. So he keeps us on our toes for a reason. Why? So that we can rely on him. Going back to what trust means, if we were able to figure God out, would we honestly say that we would trust God? We would honestly say that we would put our, rely on God completely. If we can do it on our own, what would we need God for? If we can do everything on our own, what would we need God for? That's why God requires for us to rely on him. That's why God says, don't put limitations on, on me. Yeah, I might've did it that way, but then don't get your feelings hurt. Don't be disappointed when it doesn't go the way that you imagine it, because especially if God didn't tell you it was gonna happen that way. So let's go to Matthew 19. Matthew 19, verse 23 through 26 in the Amplified Version. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, it is difficult for a rich man who clings to possessions and status as security to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith in wealth and status to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were completely astonished and bewildered, saying, then who can be saved from the wrath of God? But Jesus looked at them and said, with people as far as it depends on them, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So God was showing them, what Jesus was showing them in this moment, that when you try to depend on yourself, when you try to depend on man, nothing. It's possible. All things are not possible with man, right? My brother said you didn't even prepare, and nor did you even ask. You just went on your own and just out here, (laughs) just out here by yourself, looking crazy, (laughs) looking crazy. But back to the scripture, is that God is saying, God is saying that we. We put our trust in man instead of him. We put our trust in man instead of God. And God is saying that because we put our trust in man, there's limitations when it comes to men. It's limitations because we don't have all the answers. But with God, they're saying there's no, there's no limits to what God can do. And that's, and that's what God is trying to get us to do is to put our trust in him because we put our trust in him. God is the ultimate source. Therefore, he's more than capable of providing resources that come in all shapes, form, um, sizes. But yet and still, we want to say, oh, I trust God. But we want to limit him. So, whatever you do, don't pitch limitations on God. If you want to get over these trust issues with Him, don't pin limitations on God. Number four, let go, let it go and forgive. Let it go and forgive. My God, we must realize that God has shown us mercy and has given us grace that we don't deserve. It is important that we do the same for others. We, again, we must realize that God has shown us mercy and grace. And how many times have we done things that, you know, that we clearly deserve punishment for? But yet and still, God still showed us us mercy. Things that we should have went to jail for, but God showed us mercy. God showed us grace. And God is saying, but we don't do the same for other people. Or better yet, we don't do the same for God. Let's talk about that. We don't do the same for God. Things don't go our way, and we're ready to write God off. God, you say He's going to do this, and da da, da da And Lord, I'm 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 done with you because you said I was going to be married by thirty. Did He? That goes back to the limitations part. Did God say He was going to be married at thirty? Or did you come up with that time not on your own? Because last time I checked, God's promises are yes and amen. Because And this is the other thing is that even if, thank you, Holy Spirit, even if God was to say you're married at 30, you have the free will, the free choice to make sure that you do your part which is going to lead into my next point in a second. Make sure you do your part to make sure that God's promises come to pass. Again, going back to that business owner thing, is, is that okay, guys? So you're going to be a business owner. If you don't do the necessary work, it's not going to happen for you. If you don't do the necessary work, it will not happen for you. God's promises come to pass for you when you do the work. God already did his part. God already did his part. But we have to show God that we trust them by using our faith. And faith without works is dead. I got ahead of myself, but it was must need to be said right here in this moment. Now let's get back to this point. Let it go and forgive. Forgive. We having trust issues because we we allow ourselves to be disappointed for things that that was not even supposed to happen, or we're putting ourselves in situations that we're not supposed to be in because we're trying to move ahead of God. And God is saying, if you would just have followed me, you would not be here. If you just follow me, you wouldn't have been you wouldn't be here. So let's go to Colossians chapter three. Verse 12 through 13 in the amplified version. It says, so as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose and well beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other. If one has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you. Okay, so should you forgive. Listen, and I know it's easier said than done. Because there are people that have done you wrong. There are people who have done me wrong. And no, it's not easy in in that moment to just just say, oh, I'm gonna forgive them. Because listen, we are fleshly beings. If somebody talked about us and somebody slandered your name on social media, God forbid, your flesh is not gonna be like, oh, I forgive them immediately. And if you say that, that's a lie. A lie. (laughs) A lie. Like, you're going to not, like, want to easily forgive in that moment. But, and I'm not saying, like, this is automatic. But you have to give that thing. Don't dwell in it. Don't dwell in it. When you dwell in, in that thing, when you dwell in that hurt, when you dwell when somebody's done you wrong, somebody stabbed you in your back, that is when things get to unravel, and now you start, you know, oh, they did this, and you start coming up with all this other stuff that things that probably didn't even happen. And then now you're getting mad because you yet have, uh, you didn't deal with some past issues that maybe other people have done to you, but because of this this situation, now it's triggered. Is it, it, it has triggered undealt um things that you have yet to deal with and now you're taking everything out on this person your unforgiveness out on this person this is why we have to assess these things so that when we assess it and recognize and actually admit how we're feeling because we're human admit how we're feeling saying lord i don't understand why i had to go this route i don't understand i didn't do nothing to this person and yet they're slandering my name i did nothing but be nice to them and to love them as a sister or a brother and yet and still they treated me wrong because if you don't you are going to allow this thing to change your character and now you're going to be um, bitter and then you're going to be slandering other people you're going to treat people as if like that person had treated you so you got to deal with this thing head on because how many times has God forgiven us how many times did God say listen I've seen what you did last night i seen what you did a few minutes ago I've seen you Um, and you might have not said it out your mouth but you sure enough was thinking it I heard your thoughts and yet and still, God gives us the opportunity to go to him and say, Lord, forgive me. And, and give us the opportunity as Christians, those that are saved, we have the opportunity to repent. Repentance is meaning saying, Lord, I am turning away. I am um, repenting, and saying, Lord, I'm turning away from my wrongdoings and I'm not going back to that thing again. So you recognize that you have done wrong and you say, Lord, I'm turning away from it. And when you do that, God wipes the slate clean and gives you another chance to get it right. So how many times have God done it for us? And then when somebody does something bad to us, we, they gotta be doing, you know, jumping hurdles just for us to forgive them. And again, I'm not saying it's gonna happen automatically, but don't let it fester. Don't let it be years, don't let it be months, don't even let it be a week. If anything, take that day, be be truthful, take that day, because you might be truly in your feelings, take that day and say, listen God, like I'm not feeling this right now, I'm feeling some type of way, go take it to God. Don't be going to, yes, it's okay to talk to your friends, but don't go to your friends first. Because they may be in a flesh and they upset because how that person treated you or, you know, whatever took place in your life. Go to God and say, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. Because then the Holy Spirit, the comforter can be with you and, and console you. And then if it's still meant for you to talk about it to somebody else to get some wise counsel, then God will lead you to the right person to go to. But you wouldn't know who to go to if you didn't go to God first. The word of God says in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's why God says go to him first because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that directs our path. So why are we going to everybody else before him? So we got to let it go and forgive. There's some things that God wants to do in our lives, but if you have unforgiveness in your heart, I don't know the passage of scripture right now, but God talks about if we have unforgiveness in our heart, God would turn and say, depart from me, I never knew you. God doesn't play with unforgiveness. God does not play with unforgiveness. He forgives us time and time again. So that's what he is expecting of us. Next point, number five. I like I mentioned a little bit earlier, meet God halfway. We expect God to, to, to do all of these great things in our lives, but do you really expect it to happen if you just sit in there and it's going to fall from the sky and just hit Hit you on the head, and it's going to be done. No, God wants to see if you actually want it. God wants to see if you're ready for it. This is why the word of God talks about faith without works is dead because you, because mm, thank you, Father. When you actually put the work in, you're showing God that I believe that this thing's going to happen. But if you're just sitting there and just waiting, in time is just passing. God is like, do you believe it's going to happen? Or you just thought I was just going to say here. Like, so we got to meet God halfway. God already did the work because when he created, when he created all creation in six days, he thought about us. He thought about everything that's happening now everything is going to happen in our future everything is already completed when God says it is when God said it is good when God said it is good he said everything he meant everything he thought about everything we are catching up we are catching up with with, with what is already completed so that's why we got to meet God halfway because his work is already finished but we got to do our part let's go to james james chapter 2 verse 20 through 24 and amplified it says but are you willing to recognize you foolish this is the word i'm not calling you foolish it's the word of god (laughs) but are you willing to recognize You foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless. Was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience, which expressed his faith when he offered Isaac his son on the altar as a sacrifice to God? You see that his faith was working together with his works. And as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God. And this faith was credited to him by God as righteousness and as conformity to his will. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man believer is justified by works and not by faith alone. That is, by acts of obedience, acts of obedience, excuse me, a born again believer reveals his faith. My God. Can we honestly say that we couldn't have been in Abraham's shoes? God tested Abraham and said, listen, you know how long Abraham was waiting? to have for for Sarah to give birth to Isaac. And then God, who was the promised one, even though he had Ishmael, that's a whole nother story. But Isaac was the promised one. And then God said, sacrifice your son. How many of us can actually say that I'll trust God if God said, give up your son, give up your child, give up the very thing that you hold dear to your heart. Abraham proved that he trusted God. And because of that, God called him his friend. God called Abraham his friend. Because he proved, hmm, because not only did did Abraham prove that um, he trusted God, but Abraham proved that God could trust him. See, when thank you, Holy Spirit. When we prove to God that we trust him, We show God that we can be trusted. and Because we prove to God that we can be trusted. God says, you're my friend. And what happens when you're friends? You begin to give gifts. You begin to, um, to share and to love on them. And you want to just shower them with more things and benefits. And that's what God did to Abraham, the father of many nations. All right, guys. So again, before we get into the benefits, how to overcome issues that trust issues with God. Number one, acknowledge that you don't trust God. Number two, build a relationship with God. Number three, do not put limitations on God. Number four, let it go and forgive. Number five, meet God halfway. So let's get into, lastly, some benefits of trusting God. Now that you are, know how to overcome your trust issues with God, let's talk about benefits. Number one, peace. When you trust God, there is a peace that surpasses all human understanding that goes beyond what you can actually comprehend. When you actually trust him, peace. My God, let's go to John. John chapter 16, verse 31 through 33 in the Amplified Version. It says, Jesus answered them. He was talking to the disciples in this moment. Jesus answered them. Do you now at last believe? Take careful notice. An hour is coming and has arrived when you will all be scattered each to his own home, leaving me alone, and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace. In the world, you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. My God Jesus is telling them because they doubted they followed Jesus this is after Jesus was already resurrected they followed Jesus day after day and yet they still had questions and Jesus is saying, do you actually believe now and he's saying I'm telling you, I'm told you all these things about me so that you can have peace so that you can have confidence in me so that you can know that you can rely on me. And when you rely on God, there's a peace in knowing that everything that God said he's going to do is going to come to pass. There's a peace in knowing that whatever God promises are, are yes and amen. That God, if you said that you'll never leave me or forsake me, I have a peace in knowing God that you're going to be there. Peace. Peace. That is a, that is another sign Um, um that when you, are looking for confirmation to to know whether or not this is truly God's doing, God will give you peace. The enemy doesn't bring peace. The enemy brings confusion. The enemy brings destruction. The enemy tries to cause havoc in your life. So in order for you to know that this is God, God will give you peace. Nothing like having peace in a season, even even in the midst of a storm. When the disciples and Jesus were on the boat and Jesus was asleep and the disciples were, they were telling Jesus, they were like, Jesus, how can you sleep during this storm? And then Jesus got up. He told the waters to be still. Jesus calls peace to take place in the middle of the storm. Even in the middle, when things seem like they're going crazy and seem like nothing's going to come through through for you, God brings forth peace. My God, what a wonderful benefit of trusting God. There's benefits of trusting God. One, again, was peace. Number two, divine strategies divine strategies huh. my god how many times that when we seek god and we want to know what his what what to do next and then we go to god and the things that we've been seeking god um um things that we wanted to know and as soon as we go to god he begins to just download it into our spirit and we and then you just take the time to write it down and he's has everything laid out for you Instead of you trying to, like how we talking about you trying to limit God and trying to create a, a timeline for yourself. No, go to God and he'll give you the divine strategies. He'll give you the blueprint. He'll let you know everything you're supposed to do in his timing. Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs 16, verse nine. The Amplified Version, it says, a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life. But the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. So we talked about earlier how we try to do things on our own and try to make our own plans. But the word of God says, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. When we trust God, God will direct our steps. God will establish them. He he brings forth order. My favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of his ways and God will direct your path. And another version, that says, God will make your path straight. When you truly trust God, when you truly trust him, you don't have to worry about nothing you don't have to doubt it you don't have to have any doubt or fear in in that inside of you because you rely on God you have you have truly you have confidence in God he'll give you everything you need number three divine protection divine protection is another benefit in 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 times where we feel like our hope all hope is gone, and we feel like, you know, we can't do this by ourselves. And we feel like the enemy is attacking us left and right. God says, I will protect you. I will keep you covered. I will sing the, the warring angels. I will send your protecting angels to cover you in time of trouble and in a time of need. I will be your rock. I will be your fortress. I will be your refuge. When you trust him, when we trust in God. God will give us divine protection. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 54, 17, Amplified Version, it says, No weapon that is formed against you will secede. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace Righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication, God excited, from me, says the Lord. I love how the, how the word of God says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Part of our heritage. It's part of who we are, our heritage benefits of trusting God. God will protect us. God will keep us from all harm and danger. Any plan that the enemy has tried, that, that God will protect us. It said anything, any tongue that rises up against us, God will fight our battles. God will keep us protected. We don't have to worry. God will keep us. And the last one. Last but certainly not least, uncommon favor, uncommon favor, favor, what's favor? Unmerited, unmerited, don't deserve grace, uncommon favor, we don't deserve it, but God gives it to us god would give it to you why because you trust them because you proven that you can be trusted because you're a friend of god and now that you're a friend of god god wants to show you uncommon favorite favor where it's like my god how how was i able to get this job when i know clearly i didn't go to school for it when i know there's so many other candidates that are more qualified than me but because i'm a friend of god yeah because i'm a friend of god God said, uncommon favor. I'm going to put you above all of these other people because you're my friend. You are my child. You are the one that I trust. Uncommon favor. My God, let's go to Psalms 84. Psalms 84, verse 11 through 12. Yes, Laura, hallelujah, my God, listen, that last one, Jesus, Jesus, uncommon favor. Psalms 84, verse 11 through 12, Amplified says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly, O Lord of hosts how blessed and gently, excuse me, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. My God, I love the Amplified Version because it just like, it amplifies it. It just like, Blows your mind with it like, wow, believing in you, relying on you and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. When we trust in God, when we believe in him, when we rely on him, when we have confidence, have a confident hope and have an expectation of God, there is no limits to what God would do for us. There is no limits, we just gotta trust them. We gotta trust them. God wants to literally blow our minds. I'm telling you, I have such a testimony and i and I and I'm not one for oh, I feel god leading me this way. I am not one for bragging at all. A lot of times I keep things to myself because I don't want people to think that I'm bragging or that I'm better than them or any any other, you know, things like that. Like I preferred to actually be behind the scenes. But a lot of times God blesses you with things so that you can share your testimony and so that you can um, share how the goodness of Jesus Christ so that others can see that God can do the same for them. So I set out to say is that my birthday was last week and I, I shared the testimony of how God has been teaching me how to receive, and God has just been blowing my mind because I give and I give and I give, but I had I have struggled with receiving from other people and but then the result my pride got the best of me, but God is saying, listen, He taught me how to give more, but he said, listen, I want you to also learn how to receive. I want to bless you for, for for your sacrifice. I want to bless you for your obedience and when I tell you. This was one of the best, and I'm trying not to cry. This was one of the best birthdays I've had in a very long time. And I'm not saying every birthday is great. But the way people have had sown into my life, God literally said, I'm going to bless you with uncommon favor. People pouring and just blessing me with money and, and just gifts. And this, this just was my birthday and Christmas and in Valentine's Day and just, God has been overwhelming me. God has been overwhelming me with his favor, with his love and showing me that, listen, you give and you give, but this is your season to receive. So I am a living witness. I am a living witness that when you trust God, when you give him your all, when you truly are faithful to him and you truly say, God, I give it to you, God will bless you for it. God will bless you. And I thank everyone publicly on this podcast. I thank you for every seed, every word of encouragement, everything, and you being here tonight on this podcast for you, you always show me support and love. Trust me, I appreciate and I love, I love you guys so much. Because of you, because of you, I can keep pressing on, I can keep doing what God has called me to do. I love you guys so much. God's love can be is is unmatched. God's love is unmatched. You can't be God when it comes to love. But you can sure enough try. Like in, when you try you just God, I love you, you just love on Him. Oh, thank you, sis. I, I really appreciate that. I love you for that. But my God, I'm a living witness that God's uncommon favor will be upon you. If you just trust Him. hold on a little while longer, hold on a little while longer. I know it seems like you've been waiting a long time, but I'm telling you, if you hold out and you trust God and don't try to move ahead of him, I'm telling you, listen to me. God would do it way better than you can, okay? God will do it way better than you can. I encourage you to wait. I encourage you to wait on God. And he will literally blow your socks off. I'm a living witness. So guys, I'm going to go over those last benefits, those benefits again. Benefits of trusting God. Number one, peace. Number two, divine strategies. Number three, divine protection. And last but certainly not least, number four, uncommon favor. Uncommon favor. I pray that everybody was encouraged and I'm listening tonight. I know in this pandemic, things have been hard and you've been trusting God for so many things. And it seems like God has forgotten you, but God has not forgotten you. Just make sure that you do your part. Make sure that you take the necessary steps, making sure that you stay in God's word, making sure you're praying daily, making sure you're worshiping him and you have a relationship with God and make sure you do not have unforgiveness in your heart. And do the work because faith without works is dead. All right, guys. Before I end this podcast, I always want to make sure that I offer the gift of salvation to those that don't know Christ. And if you are watching this podcast and you're like, man, like I I want to trust God. And maybe you've been disappointed in your lifetime and maybe you've been abandoned. Maybe you've been rejected. But I promise you, if you put your trust in God, if you put your trust in Jesus. You won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. God, whew, God sacrificed his only begotten son just for you and me so that we can have life eternally. What kind of person would do that? No one but God. No one but him. And if you want to have a relationship with God, you must go through his only begotten son. Why? Because the word of God says in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And no man will come into the father, but through him. So I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. I realize that I have done wrong and I ask you, Jesus, that you forgive me for every sin. I believe in my heart. I'm confessing with my mouth that you died on the cross for me. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for sacrificing your life for me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for making me whole. Cleanse my mind, renew me so that I can be fresh and renewed again. Jesus, I surrender myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. If you said that wonderful prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. Welcome into the body of Christ. Forgive yourself. All those things are behind you. Behold, you are a new creature before God. A new creature. This is a new birth, and you are a new creation. And the last call for those of you that once had a relationship with Christ, but you allow yourself to step away from the things of God, whatever has taken place, none of that matters in this moment. None of that matters because the fact that you're watching or listening to this podcast is an indication that you hear God calling you. And you know, and you know that it's time to come home. You try doing this journey, you try to walk in this journey by yourself, trying to do this thing by yourself, but you know that you need God in your life. You know that you need Jesus back in your life. So please put your pride aside. Put your pride aside because he's waiting with open arms. He is waiting with open arms, ready to step you back into the family of God, ready to step you back into the body of Christ. All you have to do is say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for turning my back on you. I'm so sorry, God, for thinking that I can do this by myself. I already know who you are in my life, Jesus. I already know what you did just for me. But Jesus, I ask that you forgive me, wash me again, renew my mind again. I thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. And because of you, Jesus, I will commit myself to serving you once again, not turning back, but I'm moving forward with you. I surrender myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name I pray, amen and amen. Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Welcome back! To God be the glory! To God be the glory! I love you guys so much. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted. Continue to allow God to do um some marvelous things in your lives. Continue to allow God to work on you. If there's any any trust issues that you have, and you follow these um these tips that I've uh, got us. Standard in my spirit to give you. Trust me, you are well on your way. You just have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. So guys, um, if you uh, want to continue to follow this uh, platform, go to I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook. You can follow us on there. Also on Instagram, we have a followers, I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. If you want to keep up with any of the podcasts or any events that we have going on, When this whole coronavirus is over, we plan to have some uh, events um, forthcoming. So please stay tuned in for that. Um, We do have the podcast platforms that I mentioned before. So you can listen to this podcast as well if you are interested. So I love you guys so much. Continue to be encouraged, uplifted, continue to be protected. May God protect you. May you have sweet sleep. I love you guys. Peace and blessings. I will see you guys next week. Have a great night.